Welcome back everyone, this is The Refresh Point. My name is Ben, and as always, I'm joined by my constant co-host, Steve. How's it going? You know what? Having a pretty good week. How about you, Ben? <laughs> you know, it was going okay, and then, like, I had a heart attack, and then I didn't, and now we're here. <laughs> But yeah, uh, well, you know what? My week was actually great, or the previous weekend was great, because we just got back from Duluth, and we got second! <laughs> yeah, apparently we can play this game a little bit. We can play the card game just a little bit. So we'll be talking about that experience, some new set releases, the dreaded ban list, and keep an eye out for whales at the end of the day. So shuffle your decks, tap or cut, and we'll get right into the refresh point with some breaking news. We got second, hooray! It's my first top cut ever. It's like my fourth tournament ever. And, uh, you know, some people might say that 3-3 three, three in Swiss and 1-2 in top cut is not the best, but I won when my teammates lost when it mattered enough. And that's all I can take away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's great about teams is that you get to, you know, when, you're, when your deck decides not to cooperate, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, your teammates will be able to mitigate that. So uh, we love to see it. Had a great time. Obviously, would have been great to win. Would have loved to win. Would have loved to win. <laughs> we're very happy with uh, with our performance, and uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get to try again in Houston. So yeah. Uh, at the same weekend, the Germany regional happened, and um, well, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit here because our spike corner will be a little bit different this time. Um, the winning list was Nino Escanor and. Uh, from what Twitter says, I believe it's a net deck of Shizukatsu's uh, MTI deck with some adjustments. Um, so it's cool to see that continuing to have stuff. At Duluth, our team was not Nino Escanor and something. It was Hollow Lime Slime and Escanor. Fair enough. We got one of them. But the winning team had none of them. It yeah. was Don Machi, uh, Hollow Live. Kana Damarine, and you were fighting... Kaguya. Kaguya, yeah. yeah. The, the eight pants... Eight pants... Dream. dream. Event dream. Yeah. 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 Eight, the, the eight pants event dream, which, you know, I still consider to be pretty playable. Uh, and we, we, well, we both consider it to be playable. It's just difficult. And that man had the brain for it. You know, he told me during the match that he had had the max rarity version of that deck in JP. So highly familiar with the play patterns, <laughs> yep. highly familiar with what he needed to do to succeed was an extremely close game. You know, um, a lot of times Weiss comes down to, can they get what they need? And if they do, do you have what you need? Mm -hmm. So I had what I needed, which was minus souls combo and near certain victory on the crackback turn that was following up. He needed just enough damage to get there. The last attack, I'm at three five. He's hitting for one. It's possible that he'll only hit for one, but he hits for two. I have three climaxes and eight. It's possible I'll block two, but I don't. So it's one of those things that, you know, the minutia of the game, you know, it comes down to very specific things. And so, you know, congrats to them. They played yeah. extremely well. And um, I'm not, I, I have no negative feelings about the match at all. I, my last match in finals was, and I think my opponent will agree, some absolute wild garbage. Like it was a hot dumpster fire where we both penaltyed Climax at least four times between ourselves. Like the last turn was just, absolutely wild he barely killed me i thought i was much deader than i actually was somehow like i thought i was dead to rights and somehow it was actually close and then i was like oh <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> well and the third game was extremely close as well yeah. but um we Our can we can talk about it a little bit more um when we get to it but also um we got the ban list update nino and Eskinor got taken out back I got a light, a little slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah, I think that these are the type of restrictions I prefer, where yeah. um, it's not any fun, and it, it feels bad for players and for the scene whenever a really good deck gets taken out back and shot. So um, I prefer a more subtle approach. I'm happy with a more subtle approach. That being said, 
I'm sure there's a chunk of the player base that is not happy because um, these decks aren't going away. Well, that and also, like, people who started picking up Escanor and feel like we only got Worlds and, like, half a regional season and it's already getting, like, hit, right? Yeah, I mean, especially compared to um, Quint, which has been at the top of the meta from the second it was introduced mm -hmm. until now. Yeah. So it's been nearly a full year of Nino just pummeling the format. And um, so I'm sure there are people who want that deck to disappear. <laughs> and so this uh, isn't this yeah. isn't that change, but um, it, yeah, it matches. It does I matter. Believe, yeah, it matches the JP ban list. Um, it'll all be rectified whenever the movie set comes out, and we'll it, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, other news: Bank Dreams set release. It's here. Get ready for Kasumi. Yeah. Some next soul counters. No auto damage. Burn two anyway. Like. <laughs> yeah, we're adding another great defensive option uh -huh. to uh, a list of already Just option. Like it, it's like it's already essentially it's already marine, right? Where you get the burn two on it, like at the end of the attack, you're swinging three times, you're burning three times, and then it also has the defensive option. Yeah, so it's kind of a mid defensive option. Your opponent does get the choice of whichever they'd prefer to hit you with. So either they can land their auto damage by side attacking, or they can um, just go in with it and avoid the auto damage and just not get the auto damage. Um, that being said, uh, there are some there are some things that can that it can do. Uh, and so the meta is starting to introduce a whole lot of defensive tools. It's going to become increasingly harder for Escanor uh, and other finishers like that that aren't as explosive but are vulnerable to that sort of counterplay um, to navigate that. It's even more important now that they um, have to sculpt these kind of tools that d prevent this sort of counterplay every single game. And not for houston just before houston but unfortunately for some not for houston sao is releasing yeah so we get sao on the 21st and the impact to the meta will be gigantic this is a deck with a very unique game plan that is very very hard to respond to if it goes off without any hitch and but it does there are hitches and everyone's aware of it this deck has been doing extremely well in japan no one is no competitive player who's been keeping an eye on the scene is going to be shocked when this deck drops at what it does yeah it's just like when it releases you're gonna be like well where are my two slayers <laughs> yeah i mean there are some game plans that will become a lot harder to execute once uh -huh. that once that starts to to pal around yeah so. stuff like you know it, it's funny i was considering even uh like jamming uh, Kobayashi, like a, a variant of Kobayashi, um, because there is a no backup to Slayer, and there's like a reasonable amount of power in the 8 bar list, where you can just be like, let me rest this cannon, give my 2 Slayer 1-5, slam this climax, it's a 12-5, please die. <laughs> yeah, I think people will be, depending on your local and depending on, you know, how, how it performs at regionals, I think it's it's reasonable to be looking at your set to uh, how exactly you're going to manage this. Mm -hmm. And um, on since, since this episode will be coming out well before the set release, we'll have time to talk about the set release in more detail in a later episode. But suffice it to say, um, there are other channels who are, who are going to produce much more comprehensive set releases. If this is a set you're really interested in, PGH uh, will probably put out a very comprehensive set breakdown that will explain everything that's good about this set to you and the differences between what it does in English versus what it's going to do, what it does in JP. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have that much editing time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, moving on now, it's time for the spike corner. We went to Duluth. We got second. It was pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. You know, a lot of mixed feelings, obviously, after getting second, which, you know, it'll happen. But, um, for me personally, it, you know, I, our dynamic on this podcast is I'm the youngster and you're the old guy. 
And that comes up again here. And this is probably... It's my first top cut, first off. Yeah. Um, it's my pretty much second time trying to bring a competitive deck and go in with a competitive mindset uh, to a regional. The first time was at Chicago last year I played Slime. I went X2, bubbled out, so say la vie. But um, it's definitely a different feeling going into uh, the top cut and um, like really trying to zero in and fight for it. Um, and I think it, the funny thing was my mindset kind of, the way I tried to, to get myself in the zone for it was the entire week, maybe two weeks before, and like every day before and on the day of, it was almost like a mantra of like, alright guys, we're gonna win the regional and then go home. Uh, and, then, and then on the day of, it was like, all right, guys, nine rounds, and then we go home. Yeah. You know, uh, we just need to win eight more rounds, seven more rounds, six more rounds, and then we'll, you know, get the prize card and go home. Just like treating it just like, as like a matter of fact of like, we're just going to win. I just need to do it. And then we'll win. And then we'll be good. Yeah. And I thought <laughs> that I thought that as a team, we played extremely well. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge that, uh, I, the, it becomes easier the more you do it. Yeah. But the first couple are, I mean, if your expectations are high for yourself, they can, it can be nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm very proud that you were, um, you've done extremely well at both the regionals where you've, um, tried seriously to do well. And that's commendable because um, it, it's not that's not necessarily a given in in any competitive scene. Um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a very good event. We did very well. Obviously, we wanted to win, you know. Yeah. But y y you're not going to be able to win all of them, so you should be happy for the success that you do have. And I'm I, I'm pretty happy with it. So yeah. And we have a different team than we've we've ourselves espoused as the quote-unquote winning formula, which is, you know, Nino, Eskinor, and a third deck, we ourselves did not do that. Um, we, we kind of, we went with our other advice, which is play the deck that you're comfortable with. Um, I'm very comfortable on Slime. I've been playing it uh, as kind of like my tryhard deck of a sorts for the last year and a half, two years. Um, and you've been playing that Hollow Live list after you and I think Riaz kind of brainstormed it out. So um, we, yeah, we had talked about it. Uh, he he had showed it to me, uh -huh. um, and I, I will take no credit for the building of this. Um, but it had gotten shown to me, and I thought it was good. So I decided to run it because ultimately i felt and i and i've said this on this podcast before the the only weakness that Escanor truly has is if they get too far away to finish and a lot of what the sora engine does is put the game in a situation where your opponent can't win and they have to wait and the problem with that is if you build it standard sora which um you is normally built with uh, standby into Sora so that you can start choking them more prolifically faster. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that you have no way to win. Your your way to win is by autoing them for four and hoping that they die. And the problem is that's not a great strategy. And so alternatively now, you have your Caillou, kind of like an early game engine that also gets through your first deck. Then you do Sora at level 2, because it was always going to be early playable at 2 anyway. And then, we have Mari. Yeah, and so the advantage of, of running it in this manner is you get the Marine Finisher, which uh, the good thing about that and about Sora is those cards don't require a lot of, of hand to set up. You know, Sora needs basically one card. You need the 2-1. You can ditch anything. And if you have the 3-2 in the waiting room, you can pick it up. And then the 3-2 summons the other 3-2s. 
So very little setup needed for Sora. Very little setup needed for Marine. As and anybody, you, and even if you need setup for Sora, you have your homie Robocop. <laughs> yeah. So you have the shuffle two mechanic where you can shuffle in copies. But anyone who's faced Marine has dealt with the frustration of. My opponent doesn't really have anything. He plays a Marine, he checks three, he plays a Marine, he checks three, he plays a Marine, he checks three, and oh look, he got everything he needed in the first 12 cards. I guess I'm dead. And so you get to you get to leverage that as well. So I, I was I was happy with the choice. I thought it would do well against Escanor, and I was right. Yeah, this guy's undefeated against Escanor at the regional, by the way. Just the Slayer. This guy was like five and one in Swiss. His only loss was not against Escanor. Yeah, I lost to Kagi in the Swiss. <laughs> yeah. And I lost to Kagi in the finals. Yeah. So apparently punished for not following your waifu tisk tisk. Yeah, I <laughs> I was another player had mentioned that to me. So uh yeah, that's that's just the way uh Weiss can be sometimes. Yeah. But punished uh, for not going to Love is War. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um one of the things that did happen while we were in Duluth was, um, you know, we shared a hotel room. And we slept extremely poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. Um, yeah. You you didn't feel like... Yeah, you could, uh... I'll say for, for my experience, um, I almost never sleep well at hotels so far. Um, even, like, when I go home to my, like... So I live in Dallas right now, obviously. Uh, I grew up in Houston. When I go to visit my family in Houston and sleep in what is my childhood bed, I actually just can't sleep well either. Really? It's just not, it feels like a hotel. Is it the, Almost. do you think it's the environment? I think it is. Like it's just point. vastly different from your from my normal room. sleep yeah, environment? From my normal sleep environment. And so, um, and at the hotel, I slept even worse. <laughs> uh, I think I would like I was awake, and I was just like closing my eyes and failing. And I heard you snore a bit, and then you fell off. And then I heard our our our, our team partner snore a bit, and then he fell off. And I look at the clock. I tried to go to bed at one. It's three forty-four. I'm like, surely. At one point, there will be sleep. And then there was. For maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> and then I woke up at like 6 or 7. And then we went to Duluth. <laughs> so, um, I, I've traveled for card games for a very long time. And uh, I'm finally at the point in my life now where I'm just not... I, I'm actually sleeping in a bed and not on the ground <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. you know, um, in various contorted positions or, you know, sharing with like five other people, you know, when, when, when I was much younger and admittedly like with less means, um, that was a thing, you know, it's like, if you wanted, if we're going to drive nine hours to play in a tournament, then, you know, we can't be uh, hard wailing out on the hotel budget. So, um, but I don't, I think that, yeah, that can really affect your performance. I, I was definitely feeling it by finals and, um, I feel like that probably would have like changed where, what my position was. Like if I was a little more awake, I probably would have checked myself, but also it, it's also my own personal play pattern. But I also probably could have been able to check myself and say, this is six climaxes and ten cards. Let's not clock and swing three times. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. Like, you get some adrenaline, you yeah, know, from the, from the excitement of the event. Yeah. But as soon as the deck check happens and you're kind of just chilling for a long period of time, that's when it starts to wear off for me that's when you can get vulnerable because you know with the with the pace of a weiss event you don't have very much time in between rounds to relax chill whatever like is i mean we are snappy getting to the rounds so and we only had um we only had one repair and it was pretty quick 
So overall, I felt the event was run in a very timely yeah, manner. Yeah, it was run well. Yeah. And so when you're when you're just playing and playing and playing and playing and playing and playing, you know, that keeps you from having to feel that fatigue. But yeah, as soon as the deck check hits, that's usually, you know, if you get to top if you get to top cut and they start doing the deck check, um, that's when you start to feel that fatigue. Um, because you get like an hour basically where you're doing nothing. Um, and our deck check was a little longer um, than than okay, normal. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll I'll say it. Yeah. So, go ahead. It's my first top cut. I didn't realize what a deck check really meant, and my sleeves after Swiss were completely fucked. Um, there there was no saving them from the deck check, and we had to go to a vendor and buy some new sleeves. So if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna be attending uh, a regional event or any big tournament, for please any buy game, new sleeves. Yes, bring them with you. Yes, sleeve them for Swiss with the new sleeves, and have like the spare pack of fifty with you, so that when you get to deck check, you can just slot out whatever's damaged or the whole deck perhaps. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I mean all of us had to switch sleeves out. You yeah, know, uh, and and I had put this, I had put new sleeves on the day of, like yeah. they had only been played in the rounds of the tournament, and there were still three or four that were damaged enough to where the the head judge wanted them switched. So yeah, and so I was silly and did not bring sleeves, and thus I played the top cut with just the worst dragon shields <laughs> that were available at that vendor, and. I was like, word. Alright. <laughs> yeah. My so, bad. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that you don't, you know, you don't forget once it happens to you once. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um. So let's talk about what your expectations were going into the event. Sure. So we all wanted to do really, really well. And, um,. You know, for myself, and I've won a Springfest and gotten third in another Springfest. So I've done well at Springfest before with different teams. So my expectations for myself were already pretty high. Um, but what were your, like, if we can be truly honest with ourselves here. Okay. Like, what were our, what, what would you have been happy with? Um, so I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this regional. Because at the previous singles regional I went to, I went X2 right. in Swiss. In a seven-round Swiss, I went X2. And this time, I just actually won less, but I feel like my play was better. Sure. Um, and maybe I just need to see a therapist, but my, I, I guess my expectations were warped because I kept just repeating to myself, like, I just need to win. We so, just need to go there and win, and everything will be daijoku. We're just gonna win. There's no other outcome to consider besides winning. If it if we lose, we just win the next one, and it doesn't matter. We just keep winning as much as we can, which is ideally all of them. Um, and so it's hard for me to to like think about what my expectation previously to that might have been. Because it was kind of like a diehard, like, like the, the, the expectation is winning, and even if we don't win, that's fine because we just keep winning as much as we can, and then as far as we go is as far as we go. Sure. Um, I think that yeah. for me, um, what, yeah, I think one of the most salient points of that is you did, you lost more games, but you played better. Right. So yeah. the takeaway from that should always be. You don't decide who wins. You don't. The only thing that you decide is the quality of your play. And the rest of it is up to the game. And the faster that you can grip that idea and be at peace with it, the easier it will be to improve at games. All games. Because the element of chance that comes from every game is what makes the game fun. It's what makes it exciting instead of somewhat formulaic. Um, and part of that is accepting that sometimes you're not going to get it. 
and you didn't do anything wrong. You just didn't win. So it's good to have that kind of mentality. And it's also good to, to be able to say, we expect to win. And we believe that we are going to win because that kind of self-actualization, you know, that will never hurt you in the long run. Because it's like, for me, I guess, I was like, in my mind, I was like, well, I can't go into this thinking we might win because that includes doubt. We need to go in and say we will win and there's no doubt. And then whenever stuff comes up, we just keep rolling forward. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, I think that's great. Uh, shout out to Brian from, uh, I think from the third place team, ultimately. I Number one, I thought we would fight the third place team in the finals, that they lost to the Don Machi uh, Kaguya Hollow Life team. To me, it was like, wow, interesting. But I mean, that the winning team was obviously a good team. And I was like, okay, neat. But um, he just absolutely executed me uh, at our last round of Swiss. I'm sitting at 2-2. I just double triggered, but it was like three in ten to fifteen cards. I can't exactly remember, and I was like, "I live, right?" And then he just pulls out the triple quint finisher, triggers just enough, and executes me on the spot. And I was like, "Word, all right." <laughs> yeah, one of the things, and we talked about this before the cast, but one of the things that is different about tournament play is when the game gets really sloppy, you have to keep going. A lot of times when you're doing your practice games and you're doing your um, locals or something like this where there's like less tension, uh, you have a tendency to relax your play when games are starting to go a little bit sideways and you'll just kind of either accept death or you'll start playing more wildly. Um, tournament play tends to lean sloppy. Games you would normally scoop or, or start over or whatever, you have to keep going. And so playing from those sloppy positions is a skill and it's difficult to hone. Um, and one of the ways that you do hone it is to try and continue to give effort in, in most positions. Because unlike a lot of games, the, this game desires drama. <laughs> it wants it and the it will game and it will have it. drama yes and it will have it if you let it so yeah try not to let your mind disengage when games start to go really poorly because you never know what games you'll be in or be out of mm -hmm. you know i the game i lost in swiss my my kagi opponent had a turn where he attacked with two characters at level one and his deck was going completely sideways and I felt like there was no way that I could lose. And that mentality will hurt you during games. Right. If you if you think that, right? If you think, okay, well, this game's in the bag and you're not at that point where you know it, it the game's too uncertain, mm -hmm. you can still, like that relaxing point will cause you to lose games. And yeah, I know, uh, like actually, because I, there was like a world where I went like, well, maybe I, Maybe I can die. Let me heal down just one more. And apparently that would have let me live. Yeah. Um, it might have been just like, um, what is it? It might have been uh, like, oh, well, I don't want to use up all of my stock. Yes, exactly. Example, exactly. Right? Yeah. But also this guy's at 3-5. He's definitely about to triple finisher me. Maybe I do just need a heal. And he's super dead next turn. Exactly. You, anything. Because, yeah, and it's like... If he triple cancels on 2-2-2, two, 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 then it, the game is what it is. Exactly. But, but it, it's that exact mindset that I should have had instead of thinking, okay, I think it's fine. Because, like, if I had just... If I had I'll just block. Down, yeah. yeah. But if I had healed down... Then you just don't die. I would have not died. Yeah. And it didn't matter anyway. It was just like a misjudge... Cause like it, it, he's at three five. It doesn't matter if I don't. Right. You know, it doesn't matter if I don't have money. I'm just gonna feel the three next guys in my hand. Yeah, absolutely. And swing three times. And so, I had the exact yeah. same thing happen. So uh -huh. that's a great takeaway for the next event. Is that there? The game is never certain. Until it is over, it is not certain. And you need to play with the same level of intensity. Regardless, I played out our last round of Swiss very intently, even though. The other two games had already been decided and we had already lost. And so I think two judges came by while I was 
trying to finish my last turn of the game and, and ultimately like execute a bit of a tricky marine finish um, just because I didn't have the right pieces. But, you know, it was one of the things where like, do I have to play this out correctly? No, I can just stop or I can just scoop. It doesn't matter. The result doesn't matter. But the problem is, is that you're going to be in this situation again in a higher tension situation where it does matter. And it's better to have the practiced memory. It's better to have already gone through it in a situation where you could think clearly. Because the higher the tension, the greater the possibility that you will misplay. Because there will be the tension itself will cause it. You will, you're, you, you'll be thinking about, oh my gosh, what if we win? How the prize card, whatever, you know, trip to Japan, whatever it is that you're about to win, that tension will distract you. That tension will cause you to misplay. And the best way to fight against that is to have already made the play a hundred times before. Then you don't even think. Your brain just does it because you've been here. And so that's the reason I always play out matches in best of three. That's the reason I always try to make the right moves at the end of the game. Because you will be back here. The game will put you back here eventually. If you keep playing the same deck, you know, you're going to find yourself in the same position. I've got another Spring Fest. We're going to another Spring Fest, right? So the chances of me not being in this position again with the same deck and basically the same meta, highly unlikely. Exactly. So better to have practiced it out. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's Duluth. That was our experience in Duluth. We are going to go to the Houston Spring Fest. Um, and this time, the rest of our <laughs> DFW locals will be down with us. So... Um, We'll be all spamming that one meme, like, uh, just because we ride together, don't mean nothing, y'all yeah. can get this work, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have that, yeah, if you don't have that Yotsuba meme, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll- You know what, we'll post it. I'll, I'll put it on the screen. I'll yeah. put, like, an image link to it. You can have it. Uh, spam it with all of your homies that you're riding with to all the regionals, because you gotta have the mindset, just like we had the mindset of, like, okay, we're just gonna win. We're gonna win, and we're gonna win this round, and the next round, and all of them until we win. You gotta think, all right, we're all riding together, but that don't mean shit. That's right. <laughs> Y'all can get this work, because we I am going to win. And I hope you too have that same uh, have that same magic as well. Yeah, also, you know- um, Mindset, I don't know why I said magic. Yeah, and the other thing is that uh, it's home turf for us. Yeah. So welcome to Texas, everybody. <laughs> the team that the team that beat us, I believe, is from the area. Yeah, yeah, they're from. Texas. And so they defended their house, and you best expect that we'll defend ours. So yeah, um, if you're I coming, I think they from, had three Georgia teams in the top eight. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've performed fantastically, but yeah, if you're coming to Texas, you can get this work. That is for sure. Um, let's discuss Bang Dream really briefly um, sure. while we're here. Um, not going to go into super detail about the set, um, but it is releasing, it is meta, and we can, it, it, it fits very neatly into the spike corner, yeah. so... It is going to be coming up legal for Houston. Yes. So, for everybody that's not, no, that's not in the know, let's get you in. Yeah, so let's talk about this set briefly. Um, we've got some very nice tools being added. Um, the, the trick with an anniversary deck, like, like many anniversary decks, is that you have to be careful adding old stuff to it. Because a lot of the cards in this set are anniversary only, their effects are anniversary or banned only. So you have to, if you want the best of the effects from this set, your deck is going to need to be majority anniversary. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about this set, read the cards extremely closely. Obviously, the girls will always work with their own band, but a lot of these mechanics will cross band and work really tightly if they're all anniversary. So let's talk about it real quick. Just the highlights, the big pieces. Um, eight door, I think, is is going to be the the build that most people will gravitate to if, if, in terms of immediate meta impact. Mm -hmm. um, that Kasumi we mentioned earlier. Um, Specifically, uh, during your turn, it becomes a 12k if you have two or more. Um, on play, you get to draw to, uh, what is it, ditch two and blind stock. Yeah, so it's and, cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. And then at the end of the attack, if you have another character, you 
pay the cost of two, I believe it's burn two, yeah. and then across turn, your opponent's characters cannot deal auto effect damage. Right. During battle. During battle. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's your bog standard um, anti-damage mechanic on top of a character that digs for its own climaxes and is pretty cheap. So And it comes with an event. It's a counter event. It's a three zero. It's free. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. So you can dig with it with dig for it with your finisher, and you don't need to pay the cost for it. Minus three soul, if you're countering with that finisher. Right. And importantly, it chooses itself. Doesn't choose your opponent's characters. Mm -hmm. So it gets around any sort of pesky, cannot be chosen type characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, really nice uh, package there for Kasumi. Um, it's on the door trigger. Um, so, you like uh, door? very nice trigger. Um, it, it's all highly synergistic, uh, and it doesn't cost that much. So, because it's end of the attack, um, and the and the character itself is only played for for one stock uh, net, um, six stock. So very cheap. Six stock for triple um, is is reasonable. And it digs and to it, the deck. Yeah, like I mean, it doesn't heal. Does not heal. So you have to be a little careful digging too hard and. You don't want to drop this thing till you know it's either win or lose the game. So, um, you know, we can kind of work backward from there. Uh, we get two new early plays out of this that are highly anniversary specific. Um, so we get a two or fewer early play that heals an anniversary or Morphonica character to hand. So um, healing to hand is quite strong um, when we can just pick it. So, uh, being able to just pick it uh, off of, you know, from the clock, this will grab your finisher, this can grab, you know, whatever it is that you need at the time. Very, very good card. The other early play healer is a four or more, and it it's a four or more, and you can ignore the color requirement. So, even if you're not playing red, um, you, can, you can still play it. Um, but and in this list, it's eight door, you're going to play red. Sure, sure. Not relevant, but... In just in case, yeah. right? Just you know, case. if you're running one a different anniversary type list, because there is a different list that, that runs mostly majority blue, but um, we get to heal to the bottom of the deck. Uh, not as good as healing to hand, if I can be completely honest. But it's a four more. We take it. Yes, healing to the bottom of the deck is probably the weakest uh, of heals, but we do take it. So good news there. Um, our 1-0 um, advantage engine comes from the trial deck. It is a Yukina. Um, I think this marks one of her very few red cards. Um, it's on reverse, so we do have to take some risks in order to make this work. But on reverse, we can discard anything from our hand. And as long as we have two or more other on the field, we can search two. And we can get anniversary resilient characters. So ditch one to search two is definitely very good a 7-5 in this format is also not bad power wise no and and we have a way to get even more power mm -hmm. so we have a 1-0 bonder uh, not bonder but a, sim a a bond style mechanic where we can pay one and kill it to grab one of these yukinas from the waiting room and then put it on the board and it gains x times a thousand power for the number of your anniversary or roselia characters so five thousand power if the board's already full when you do this that is huge hear me out let's just kill it <laughs> yeah 12 5 is massive so I think, uh 12 5 matches alice it matches it, it matches alice with one of her supports and the memory counter yes yeah. so that's a very important number and will become more important when the set releases but yes, we are looking for 12-5 as our magic Alice removal number. <laughs> um, yeah, we get a decent free fresher here. Um, it costs nothing. All we have to do is discard an event and we get to free fresh. Hype. And then we get a bonus effect of it's a pretty decent level three Slayer. Yeah. So a very runnable card. You know, you're not going to run a ton of this thing. But uh, if pay one pitch an event to refresh is, is pretty cheap as as free free refreshes. And in your event where you're gonna play the sold out and buds for luck, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we should yeah. have extra events kicking around. Yeah. 
for sure. We get the nice early player mover um, that sends it to memory. It also has an additional kicker where they can't move. So I, even if there was a way to JC it or something like that, you're, no, you're, you're gonna, oh, I'm sorry. It can be JC'd. It can't move to other slots on the stage. So it can't, it can't dance with another card. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of nice. Uh, permanent removal of higher level cards is never to be um, overrated. Yeah. So good news there. Um, we get a uh, climax swapper. Little climax swapper right. that's got a uh, event uh, level zone um, mm -hmm. manipulation in case you have the wrong colors or you need to do uh, experience fix or something like that. And then we get a really, really good chaser. We get an Arisa chaser um, that is the Goblin Slayer style chaser. It's 500 less power than the Guilt Thunder and these type of chasers, but you can't side attack. So um, all it needs is five cards in hand and I can run around and harass you with a 3k power character that you can't side attack. And on top of all of that, it gains Bonsai in hand. So if you wanted to run this outside of an anniversary deck in a popping party deck with um, that irritating girl and the that irritating girl bonder, this is an absolutely incredible add because you get four of another bonsai card that you can just flush later in the game to get irritating girl events. So fantastic card, very worth running in, in any sort of deck where you're either playing anniversary or you're playing, you know, uh, popping party. So I think those are the like the big high points. Obviously, there will be other other creators that have put together whole that I'm sure have already put out whole um, analysis for this set. So please hit those guys up, you know, if you want your comprehensive and you know Bang Dream fifth anniversary coverage. We're just a refresh point. We're not here to do the whole deck. Correct. <laughs> That's right. We're here to get you um, caught up to speed on refreshed, but we are certainly not um, near as good or comprehensive as other creators. So that is why we always turn you to them. Yeah. And finally today though, it's time. Oh, I hear it now. It's time for a whale sighting. Yeah, we haven't had a good whale sighting in a while. Yeah. So uh, it turns out with regionals, there comes prizes and not just mats, like the top three mats we got. There are also cards that you can win. <laughs> yeah, so the first place prize card. Um, and when they say that you win nothing from winning Weiss tournaments, well, not anymore. Because <laughs> if, if the price of uh, recent prize cards has been any indication, uh, you can win a lot of money playing yeah, Weiss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Karumi Shop Challenge promos are just like $100, $150 on Global right now? I've seen it in that range, and it won't. It, they're you know they won't stay. But... I, I think that your buyer pool is restrictive, but um, I and maybe part of that is that the Bushi Road uh, maybe hasn't gotten a lot of them out to the to the people who you know have won shop challenges. Is that a little salt I hear? Well, <laughs> in any case, <laughs> if you have yours, it looks like there's a way that you can make some money off of it. So good news there. Um, also, I haven't seen any of the Springfest promo card being offered yet. Right. But. Um, um, oh, yeah, it was the Chica. No, Katara. Oh, that's what you mean. Yes, Katara. Yeah. So if you mm. win a Springfest. You get Katara. You get a uh, very nice um, shiny card for your future Avatar The Last Airbender enthusiasts. Um, it it's an early play it appears healer. yeah it it's appears very playable. playable yeah so uh, unless they just print some like godly other early play healer like dude this kind of looks like it kind of looks like a staple kind of looks shiny <laughs> yeah so um I, I think that those will be worth I think four figures could be gotten early early on for sure and we still haven't yeah we still haven't seen any listed I don't think I haven't I um, I've been kind of trolling for them just to see uh how much that loss in the finals actually um, <laughs> will cost me but uh but yeah uh, I, I would i would expect it to be uh, pretty decent pretty decent for sure yeah uh speaking of decent cards uh sal is incoming and this time aniplex let us have signs yeah so <laughs> Real signs to the to SAO for the first time since Alicization One. Yeah. 
um, is absolutely huge for, in particular, you know, your, your Asanas, your Alice's, your Leafa's. These cards are going to spike off in a way that we have not seen from SAO in a while. So, because what I you recently, um, or I guess n not recently, but you maxed out an Alicization two deck, right? Yeah, and that was largely like OFRs, a few stamps. Yeah, and... so it was mostly OFRs and stamps and foils, right. and and you know uh, I think I have one real SP in there, which is the Yu-Gi-Oh from from Alice one, mm -hmm. um, but the rest of it is is you know heavily stamps and. Part of what made that maxing that deck possible was the fact that those stamps were so reasonable. You know, uh, people didn't desire them from a collectability perspective, other than the numbered ones, of course. Right. Um, we don't have any of those, but that's because you know we're still working real jobs out here. <laughs> we haven't. We didn't win. We didn't win any money. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, but uh, that will not be the case uh, with this anniversary set. Uh, the there's a lot of really playable signs and real signs will bring collectors to the set um and it, yeah you, you'll be you have to be ready to open the wallet that's just all there is to it this set's gonna be highly desired also it happens to be peak meta it's been crushing everybody's face in japan and there is no reason to believe it will not do well in the what's States. the alice sign is the alice sign the two one it is not Okay. It is the level zero Ricky. Oh. But yeah, yeah, you would you would sell. Yeah, yeah. I mean you're running this thing. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a very good card. Yeah. The the Asuna three two where she's got the angel wings. Oh. And you oh, are, is that a? Uh, it's an early play oh, healer. Okay. And then yeah. it bounces back to your hand. Oh. That one is gonna be painful. Oh man. And uh, the Leafa. Can you see a two K for it? No, <laughs> nah, I, the the biggest thing that'll keep the price down will be so many people be opening the set. The, the quantity will just be through the roof. True. But the Leafa is a really, really important card for the actual build itself. And it's a Leafa, so I expect that card spiked off pretty hard in Japanese. I think it's still around the $300 point. So um, my guess is that, yeah, the, the staple pieces that are required for the deck build that also happen to be um, all the good girls... Uh, will spike hard. And so. in the horizon, we've got some red-haired uh, searching whales ready for the movie set. Yeah, so Quint, come. Quint movie <laughs> is coming. And the problem is, the biggest issue is that, um, especially for Ichika, or not Ichika, Itsuki? Um, Itsuki, yeah. um, a lot of the deck is changing over. Oh, yeah. And so... Huge deck changeover is going to involve some investment. If, Even Nino's getting a new one combo. Yeah, I mean, both decks, both Nino and Itsuki will see significant change to the way the deck's built. And so, unfortunately, if you have been max raritying, it will... I have bad news. <laughs> You're going to have to continue to invest. But luckily, the sunk cost fallacy is probably already death gripping you from behind as it is already. So this will be no problem to open up the wallet for the third time <laughs> and keep showing support for your favorite quintuplet. Yeah, I mean, you know, surely this will be the last time. You know, surely that anime that was... There was an April Fool's though, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't well, know how much more we'll get, <laughs> but I do know. Surely there won't be any more quints, right? Yeah, I mean, why would they want to keep pumping that set? <laughs> In any case, being top tier meta does not hurt either. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it, I'll say this. Um, the whales will have to really um, dig deep to to keep the rarity maxed but i'm sure they will have no trouble um it's it's also worth mentioning that this bang dream set that just came out is likely to cause an absolute feeding frenzy over the ssps and the sps oh for sure yeah. and so the biggest we, we didn't even talk about like this yukina deck that's just like burn four on reverse hey one burn two you know 
Icy Tail for one, just to rub it in a little bit more. Yeah, there, there's a lot yeah. more going on as well. Yeah, and the but you know uh, you're already and, seeing all those cards stock out, and the biggest problem for whales is that this set's not gonna be open that much. I don't think it was. Yeah, I, I think, think Strictly is already out of most of like the choice. The hard uh, like committers. Yeah, yeah, the hard committers are already there. They've They're, already gotten it. Yeah, and so those are the people that are uh, like are really interested in the set and so um yeah it's gonna be an even bigger struggle for the whales to to secure the bag on on bang dream because sao and quintuplets people will open cases and cases and cases and cases and cases of those but when the set gets more a little more niche mm -hmm. you know bang dream is is the bushy road you know uh, love child so they're gonna keep pumping the sets it doesn't cost them very much to do it but the fan base is admittedly smaller than it is for some of these other big sets. And so if you're hard whaling on SSPs and SPs from Bang Dream, it's going to get tough. It's yeah. going to get tough fast. So um, as always, we'll keep our safe post from the ship. <laughs> we don't jump out into the water. <laughs> we just keep an eye on them from afar. Well, well, well. Not often. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say it's, it's you know, when Guilty Gear comes out, as an example, like, there will just... I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of product for that kind of floating around. Or, or like, a decent amount. But... Or, or, like, with Avatar The Last Airbender, like, that set will be cracked to the high heavens. But when Review Starlight Relive comes out, and it's already, like, three years behind the meta... And there's still SVs and SSVs. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, you know, off the ship for a little bit. <laughs> well, day I, two. <laughs> everybody, everybody takes their time off the ship every once in a while, but that doesn't make them whales. That just makes them divers. <laughs> See, the whales are out there all the time. <laughs> they don't leave. They stay there, and so that's what separates them from us. Is that. We're the casual observers. And so that's that's where we like to stay. Oh is observing, documenting, trying to understand, but ultimately being continually mystified every time we do a whale sighting. <laughs> of course. I, it's going to be rough for them for sure. I think it's 40 SSPs. It's a lot. I don't remember the exact number. Uh, I a think it's huge, 40. A huge quantity. It's uh, one for every girl. Good luck. <laughs> and with that, that'll be our time here at the Refresh Point. Thanks for listening. Um, our next episode... You know what? Let me... I, I did not look at a calendar um, before coming here. Our I'm next episode... Our, uh, our next episode will be the SAO release date. Oh, uh, that's when we'll be recording. So so it will. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so we'll have our much more detailed talk about SAO. And it'll release. Uh, yeah. The, our next episode will release right before Houston. Yeah. Um. So we'll see you at Houston, but also we'll say that again. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I I I think uh, I think we're we're poised to have a very exciting month of life. And have an exciting month. Uh, and that'll be it for us today on the Refresh Point. Uh, take it from there.